Good morning. Um, I think it's the 21st. Again, I didn't bother to check. It's Saturday morning, yeah, 21st. So I am not going to release this one today. I'll wait until tomorrow because I'm on my way. It's 9.54. I've been on the road for uh, about three quarters of an hour on the way to my first band rehearsal, practice, whatever you want to call it, with Crossfire since, uh, don't know, probably 2019. Um, certainly, we haven't gigged since early 2020. Uh, I think the first one we've got coming up, um, booking confirmed, fingers crossed that it stays that way. Uh, it's 1st of October, so we're meeting up for, um, these guys are a, I mean, there's a, there's a fair bit of toxic masculinity goes on, but it's kind of uh, par for the course with a, a, an all male pub band, I think. I think it's all tongue in cheek anyway. Because um, <laughs> they've got no right to be, to consider themselves masculine in any way, shape, or form, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, yeah, just about everywhere around northeast of Scotland is a bit of a drive unless you are lucky enough to live close to your band members or rehearsal space so it's about an hour's drive um, I'm gonna be 10 minutes late but it doesn't really matter it's quite laid back so I'm gonna I'm just gonna record a couple of times over the weekend because um, it's a it's a kind of a band weekend I'm not gonna bother recording when I'm out delivering pizza as much because it's really there's nothing much to say and it's <laughs> It is what it is. Um, I've got to say, actually, I've really enjoyed uh, having a reminder driving. I mean, the weather's yeah, it's grey and rainy, but um, just a reminder of how gorgeous the countryside is around here. Even even in the there's like a, a triangular corner of the northeast of Scotland that's um, relatively flat compared to um, where I live and a bit further inland. I'm kind of on the edge of the Grampians um, where I live. Uh, but as you head sort of out towards the northeast or the east from where I am, it, it kind of flattens out a bit. Um, so I'm on my way to a rehearsal near, you've probably heard of Peterhead, if you've watched any of the news about the uh, fishing industry and Brexit. Um, well, this is a, a small town near Peterhead called Bodham, um, which I'm on my way to. And we're just going to have a bit of a jam this morning. Um, my kind of... Uh, since I've been on the road to recovery with my tendon um, injury, um, I've only really been able to kind of lift anything or do anything with my left arm uh, effectively for a few weeks now. So um, I'm not ready for any of this, to be honest. Um, I mean, the best thing I can do for building strength back up, I'm finding it quite tricky, actually. Uh, doing the pizza delivery but it's really good for my arm because I'm carrying stuff with my left arm and I'm constantly opening and closing the heavy boot and I think I mentioned yeah I'm finding that quite a strain but uh, so I've got to watch it that I don't actually strain it's the, it's the wrist that's the uh, that's the issue it's still fairly weak but getting on doing some playing is the best thing I can do for it really um, so we're having a bit of a jam today. So as I say, I'm not really ready. What, what I've been doing over the last two or three weeks, I'm prioritising my other band. The Cross, Crossfire is my pub band, um, where we 
well, we get a fairly decent pay for a pub band, but it's not, nowhere near what we get for a wedding band. But musicians don't tend to be in it for the money. Um, I mean, wedding bands maybe a bit more function bands, but to be honest, the set list that we're developing with The Limit, who I'm going to be rehearsing with tomorrow, um, I'm going to start enjoying that a whole lot more than I have been doing for the last couple of years, because god damn, we're, we're building some, some decent, um, for, for a cheesy function band, we got some really good fun to play, um, but more on that tomorrow. But today, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little—I'll uh, give you a little clip of, of the rehearsal today, and um, then I'll maybe have a chat with you. Um, no, no, I'll tell you what, what's been going on. Just the last few weeks, I've got, I've got some new equipment, some new—I've um, got a new keyboard, and I've got a new setup for playing. In the past, um, if you are at all kind of analytical about what you listen to, I know everyone tends to listen to music in some way, shape or form, but if you if you go to gigs or if you kind of listen carefully to songs, there's a hell of a lot that goes on in the studio that you, you've, you'd find very, very difficult to replicate live. Um, and the majority of major bands actually either when they're on tour get extra personnel um, to play who aren't actually officially members of the band or they use um, triggering of um, sequencing or oh, like arpeggiators or basically electronic stuff or even just plain backing tracks um, audio backing tracks um, so I mean over the past sort of 10 to 12 years when I've been playing as a keyboard player because I've got to be honest the majority of this stuff is left to the keyboard player you know that you get a lot of layering for, for guitarists they'll go in and they'll overdub stuff but in general a guitarist um, I mean our guitarists tend to be quite good at trying to kind of condense what what's in all of those layers into a, a sort of a single live guitar part which is why it's, it's quite interesting and, and and worthwhile listening to live versions of songs because they're often very different, not just in structure, you know, you might get extra solos and stuff, but the actual notes and the music that's being played of necessity has to be quite different because they don't have the ability to go and overdub layers and layers of tracks. So, but, um, at least with a guitarist, you're, you're pretty much, not always, but most of the time you're getting relatively similar guitar sounds um, that are being layered. So you can kind of emulate that live in a kind of raw way, which is more exciting because it's live. But keyboard players tend to be responsible for layering all sorts of different sounds from synthesizers to pianos to, to organs to uh, Rhodes keys. Uh, orchestras, brass sections, all kinds of shit that you just cannot play live. Um, I mean, I've done my best and I've spent hours and hours of programming on, on many songs to achieve as much as I can live. Um, you can layer some sounds, but as you can imagine, it's no good putting brass sections and string sections and pianos and, and all of that on top of each other if they're all playing different things. I mean, I, I can make I can make those sounds all play the same thing at the same time because I can I can press a note and it'll play 
four different sounds at the same time, but it's still only one note. So if you've got independent parts going on, it can get really tricky. So what I've done in the past has been to use something called MIDI triggering, where I'll pre-program sequences of notes and I will um, assign them to keys on the keyboard. And, uh, and some people see this as cheating, but I don't give a shit because I don't care what they think. <laughs> um, it's, it's not cheating, it's playing a different kind of musical instrument. A sequencer is a musical instrument, um, and the amount of work that goes into actually pre-programming them is an art form in itself, so, you know, anyone... There's, there's a huge crossover, actually, as I've been finding out, between um, electronic music and um, the art form of being a DJ, a proper DJ, not just your kind of uh, general wedding disco or school disco kind of DJ, but a proper DJ who mixes beats and matches keys and tempos and stuff to, to get a, a, a polished product. There's a lot of crossover in the technology that they use. Um, and a bit of software that I've come across lately, which, uh, I bet, well, I, I've been using it for a few years, but I'm only really now beginning to unlock the power of it, and it's really quite exciting. Is it's called Ableton, Ableton Live, and with it, it, it does um, some really transparent, um, what, what's called warping, audio warping, um, which basically, normally, if you put an audio track, like a backing track, into a piece of software, which I can do, and I can trigger using foot switches and, and whatever. Um, if you speed any of that up to match the tempo of what the band is playing at, um, in the past with analog devices, that's like tapes and, and vinyl and stuff like that, the pitch goes up, so it gets higher. You kind of get this kind of chipmunk effect on vocals and stuff like that. Um, so it's not for a start, it's not in the same key, but also it, it sounds as though it's been sped up. Um, now, what Ableton have developed, uh, or people that, that write plugins for, for, for what called DAW software, uh, digital audio workstation software, are algorithms which will analyze the audio and speed it up for you or slow it down for you without creating, uh, and it's quite, quite. Um, realistic how they do it without without rising the pitch and without it offering too much in the form of distortion if you go too far one way or the other obviously it's, that's going to get less and less realistic but within the realms of a performing band what I can now do with this software is I basically get a microphone and th this is so that you don't get this like kind of me mechanical kind of robotic tempo that you would you would get with something called a click track. I mean, you can get everyone on stage to have a, a headphone or an earphone if they can do it and, and play along to a click track. But it, it's it's not as much fun to play and it's not as much fun to listen to because it's very it's very um, rigid. You know, there's no there's no live kind of there's no give and take. So, but what I can do is now um, stick a microphone in the drum kit area down near the kick drum and the snare um, not for any other reason you know the the the, uh, the audience don't hear this but basically that microphone feeds the signal from the drum kit into Ableton where I have um, layers and layers of backing tracks um, going on ready to be triggered um, and it will automatically follow the tempo of the drummer which is great for me because it now means I don't have to go pre-programming um, for hours and hours 
well, I, I still do that, but in a different way now. I don't have to program notes and I don't have to trigger them live, which is like really, for a musician, it's not it's not nice because you, you basically, you're just pressing buttons that are triggering bits of music. But with this, I can get the backing tracks to follow the drummer and then I can actually focus on doing what I am a musician for, which is just playing one of the parts. You know, I mean, like if you've got, um, say Superstition by Stevie Wonder, there's like, 16 clavinet parts in that or something ridiculous well i can play one of those i can play the most prominent one and just enjoy playing that song and meanwhile maybe two or three other clavinet tracks are going on at the same time in the background as well as the full brass section but i'm not having to just robotically trigger that shit. i can actually just get on and play the clavinet part so it's much more fun for me it ends up with a much better result for audio oh, jesus it's getting foggy Northeast of Scotland, you get these things called haars, which is just like a, it's basically a sea fog. Anyway, that's enough technical bullshit. None of that is prepared for this rehearsal because I've been concentrating on trying to get ready for the first wedding with the limit, whose rehearsal is tomorrow. We've got two more rehearsals with the limit and one technical uh, kind of setup because we've got new equipment to check out. But. Um, the, the first wedding with them is on the 10th of September, so that had to that had to be priority. So I've got pretty much nothing programmed for today, but it's just a bit of a jam session and a catch up. So uh, so yeah, um, I'll leave that with you and uh, speak to you again later. Have a have a quick listen to some of this nonsense. <laughs>
stressed now. I need to just take a chill pill. Well, actually, funnily enough, I, I was finding that really, uh, it was very rough and ready, but it's good to get back playing again. But my, uh, my left hand started just kind of visibly shaking while I was trying to play. Obviously there's reduced strength in it, but I think I don't think it's just that. I think it's also, actually my, the finger, my ring finger, the injured one, feels quite cold. So I don't know what the circulation's like in there, but anyway, keep going with it. Um, but yeah, my, my left hand started shaking while I was trying to play and then, uh, then I realized I was an hour overdue for my um, Cocodamol, so when I took that I was fine after that, but uh, just goes to show you don't realise how much, um, sorry I'm kind of fading in and out a bit because there's, I'm on a stretch of road from Peterhead down towards Aberdeen where there's a lot of accidents because people take overtake in stupid places and I'm just kind of watching people do that, so anyway I'm not going to say much now, uh, I'll, I'll speak to you again tomorrow because I need to, I basically now it's it's nearly two o'clock, we're supposed to finish at one. So I'm heading home, I'm going to be hopefully getting home by quarter to quarter to three and then uh, that gives me three quarters of an hour to unload the car, grab something to eat and get back out again to deliver pizzas. I was hoping to have time enough to watch, to sit and watch a programme with the missus for half an hour but uh, I don't think that's... I don't know, might might happen, but I uh, need to chill, so so I'll speak to you again tomorrow morning on the way to my limit practice when I'm a bit more chilled and I'm going to go and listen to some excellent music now. Teddy bear! weekend part two um sunday 22nd of august 2020 fucking hell 2021 yes <laughs> um so after being a bit stressed out at the uh crossfire rehearsal finishing a bit later than expected yesterday i quickly got myself back down to a calm state of mind this is one of the reasons why i think i'm just going to keep hold of the pizza delivery job for as long as they'll have me. Uh, I mean, there'll be times that I can't work at all, but there'll be other times I can only do like a shift a week or whatever, but it might be a case of, oh, damn, I've got to get back, I've got to get back in time for work and all that, but, you know, as soon as you get behind the wheel of the car and you get some, get some decent music on, get some friends having a chat on the podcasts, you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's, I just find it really relaxing. I don't, I'm not I'm not a stressy driver I, I just enjoy myself and just chill out so it's like four or five hours depending on the length of my shift where I literally get to chill out I can't really do anything other than be thinking and planning for music work um, most people are pretty happy to see you because you get kids racing to the door with Pizza, 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 pizza. It's, uh, it's nice to be appreciated. So, so it's a nice stress-free break from from uh, my poor self-management skills. So, anyway, this morning, um, the, well, today, the limit rehearsal. 
Um, it's half past one now, I'm on my way to the rehearsal and it'll, it's a two till seven. Basically what we're covering today is the first set. We've got a wedding gig in three weeks. <clears throat> first gig in, uh, um, since before, when was the last one? Must have been, must have been April 2020. Um, so brand new lineup, um, new singer, new bassist, brand new sets, um, wedding bands. Our sort of procedure is we have we do two sets with a break in the middle. So we've got we got to basically have enough material for well up to four hours really. I mean we play for about three and a half generally during the evening. So it's quite a lot of material. Um, I've been racing to get the backing tracks sorted for the uh, first set. So my, my sounds aren't all fully programmed. I'm, I'm playing a, a bit of it by ear today, but I've made sure that all of the backing tracks are ready because that's the bit that the rest of the band need to get used to. So um, in terms of what I'll actually be playing live, there'll be bits missing today that will be there hopefully by next Sunday which will be our last rehearsal because our drummer's going away on holiday um, until the wedding. Um, yeah so it's just uh, it's a bit of a tech rehearsal really um, but this morning uh, I was reminded by messenger that uh, I'm doing Bradley Cooper who were misses in Shallow um, which is a fantastic song. I really, really should watch that film again. But, uh, so I, I, I mean, I had the sheet music for it, but I didn't, I didn't have, um, like, accurate um, knowledge of the, of the Bradley Cooper vocal part, where he sings and what he sings exactly. So basically I've transcribed that this morning and transcribed the piano from the song. Because I'm, I like, I mean, you can get the sheet music play something that's the same chords and, and it fits the tune and stuff but I'm a bit of a, of a perfectionist when it comes to stuff like that I like to try as hard as I can to emulate as closely to the recording as I can in terms of the notes and the, the, the chord positions and structures that I play because you know, there's a damn good reason they've spent a lot of time in the studio getting that sounding exactly the way they think it sounds best and uh, you know who am I to argue with that is it is a fantastic part and it's it's really the, the piano part itself is really very simple um, and, and it's genius as well because I mean I'm assuming from it that it was specifically written for somebody who can play the piano but is not necessarily a trained pianist um, it's a very, very simple piano part, basically with just some really simple chords. Um, so, I mean, from what I've seen, obviously, we saw Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga do the uh, duet at the Oscars back whenever it was. Um, and he does, he does actually play it, he's not miming, but he's obviously not um, an advanced pianist as such. So in some ways it's quite tricky, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm virtuosic, but it's tricky for me to not I have to kind of hold back because given given the chords and the and the emotion that's involved it's easy to get carried away and just do too much um, and it ends up 
a different song in that in the in the feel of it and the emotion of it. And one of the one of the genius things about the uh, the the voicings of that song is how simple it is. Um, and you know, if I go, if I start playing like really massive chords and and doing like you know too busy rhythms and stuff, it, it's going to ruin the feel. So so I've been in and I've I've tried to get as close as I can and and it just just getting that analytical about a piece of music, getting into how it's produced and, and really listening to how, down to how how each chord is voiced, how, you know, which notes are played at which pitch, because there's so many different ways that you can play a chord. Um, just just something as simple as when they, you know, just matching the lyrics with the shape of the, of the piano part, you know, like as soon as it sent a shiver down my spine when it, when there's something in the lyrics about um, about the deep, and immediately that that lyric is heard, the piano chord takes a dive down into kind of what what musicians kind of almost call muddy territory. It's quite, it's a really low chord voicing, but it just gives it that kind of just that subconscious kind of feel that yeah, this feels deep all of a sudden and I just love that attention to detail so I'm gonna have a really good go at that today um, I'm gonna go now because I'm gonna chill out for the rest of my 10 minute journey it's not too far away but I'm gonna have a bit of coffee and um, I'll again record you a bit of the practice I don't know what you're gonna hear if shallow goes down really well I'll let you have a I'll let you have a listen to that. I'm not a confident singer, um, but then, you know, I would like to be. Um, I mean, the, that, that, that never ceases to amaze me with actors, the triple threat thing, you know, the, the acting, singing and dancing thing. I mean, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these people can act and sing and dance to the same level or at least if they can't to the same level they can do it to a passable level you know I wouldn't say I wouldn't before I'd seen A Star Is Born I wouldn't have even known that Bradley Cooper could sing so you know that that first scene when he comes out on stage you're just like is that really him and it clearly is you know it's, but you forget that actually if they've been through as a lot of them have sort of drama training and the the extremely likely to have sung on stage so it's kind of uh, kind of a bit naive to kind of assume that they're just an actor you know but yeah I, 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 I've got the right range for that I'm a baritone so I'm hoping that it comes across not too bad but if it's a bit shaky and I'm a, a, a fuck it I'll put it in anyway what the hell anyway I'll just try not to rear end this mini that just pulled out in front of me and uh, have, a, have a bit of a listen to our rehearsal and uh, I shall sign off with you later on. Daddy bye. Well, 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 what can I say? Uh, it's 10 to 8. Uh, we finished practicing about three quarters of an hour ago. No, about an hour ago. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's taken this long too. I actually pack all of my shit away and then we had a long chat afterwards. Uh, it's been very educational. I, uh, I'm afraid I didn't get any recordings for you because I was, uh, well, 
that there wasn't really a, didn't want to. To be honest with you, I was really a bit shaky on Shallow. Do it, I, I need to do it a few times. I'm not confident as a singer. I'm, I know I've got the voice for it. What I need to work on is the confidence. Um, so, yeah. I didn't do any recording today, but I, I have, we've had, I've tried out the backing tracks and stuff and it's, uh, there's been numerous technical issues that I kind of expected would happen. Um, and that was the basis of today's practice for me was to find out the feasibility of using them of what the issues would be, um, you know, getting, getting my head around what, what works and what doesn't and how to, how to operate it reliably that's the main thing um, so there's gonna be a lot of work to do over the next week before the next rehearsal I've got uh, I've got a well everything's everything's starting again so the trick the trick now is just not to get not to get dragged back into stress mode which I found I was in before lockdown um, and I, I think it's doable. Um, I'm not, I don't have any issues with any of the work I'm doing. I love doing everything I do. It's just finding a way to uh, stay on top of it without getting stressed. So there's a hell of a lot of work to do this week. Basically with the limit, I we're meeting again next Friday for a couple of hours to test out all the new equipment and basically do a mock setup um, because what happens at a wedding is we get into the venue room after the uh, after they've had their reception dinner and done the speeches and stuff and we usually get up to an hour but it can be it can be a bit frantic um, there's a lot of equipment to set up and obviously you know they're wanting you well you see they book you from eight o'clock or whatever um, and they're not always finished. We tell them how long it takes us to set up, but you know, with the best will in the world, weddings tend to run late. So if we're there at seven o'clock so that we're ready to start setting up for an eight o'clock start and we've been booked until midnight, um, if the room's not available because they're running late, um, we don't get into the room until half past seven so we don't get started till half past eight. That doesn't mean we play till half past twelve because, you know, we've been there for that amount of time, and quite often there might be a curfew at the venue as well, you know. Um, so well, we've had situations where you turn up and they they <laughs> literally get, we'll get to the end of the gig and they'll say, well, we'll give you another couple of hundred quid. Can you do another half an hour or whatever? You're like, it's just a case of yeah, all right then. Oh, nearly got run over by a tractor there. Okay, um, so. Yeah, basically this week I'm going to be going through both sets and trying to simplify as much as possible. The goal being to be able to do the entire gig just playing simple live music, um, you know, not using any backing tracks or anything, um, just to get through this first one. We do want to go ahead with using all the technical malarkey, but um, our priority, our focus, bearing in mind we haven't played as a band together before, and even the three of us that have, obviously haven't played for every year together, so we just need to
to get through this first gig, so I'm going to simplify everything. The last thing I need is technical headaches to worry about. I just, just need to focus on the actual playing this time. And we'll be adding all of that technical wizardry as and when it becomes feeling comfortableness. That makes absolutely no sense, and I don't care. So, yeah, successful rehearsal. But still a long way to go. Um, um, bearing in mind that I did not grab any audio for you today, that's it. Um, but I'll uh, finish off with uh, a second clip of audio that I took from the Crossfire rehearsal yesterday. Enjoy, and I don't know when you'll hear from me again, just whenever I feel like it. But maybe not too soon. I mean, maybe not too... Oh. It'll be, it'll be when it is. Bye!
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.